spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. You there, this is Dave and Jason. Hey. From DC On Screen. It's that time again. We need help from you to grow our show. But keep listening because there's something in it for you. Give us a five-star written review on iTunes for a chance to win a free DC trade paperback, DVD, or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win. The winner will be randomly selected with a number generator on random.org and announced on one of our news episodes. It's pretty simple, really. Free stuff. Hooray! Anyway, yeah, seriously, do that. It helps us a lot. It's, like, so good. Anyway, sit back. Enjoy this brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome in to DC On Screen, your guide to the DC Universe properties on film and television. I'm your host, David Z. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. This is episode 207. We are recording on September 19th, which means that Adam West is 88 today. Jeremy Irons turned 68. Our good buddy, Jacob Raspberry, 32, over on the Screen Explosion uh, podcast. Uh, as a gift to him, go check out their podcast. Uh, Jada Pinkett turned 45 this week. Mm. And that's all the birthdays that I know about. Because <laughs> <laughs> we did not do exhaustive research on every single character. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man. How's your week been, buddy? Oh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. It's the, uh, it's the it's the last week of of no TV. That the time is over. By the yeah. time this this is aired, I'll already have uh, uh, DVR'd and 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 gone back yeah. for Gotham and Lucifer. As we're recording, our our little DVRs are just yeah. plowing away, just plowing away, doing their work, doing honest work, the Lord's work, some might say. Mm-hmm. Except the recording <laughs> Lucifer Except for in Lucifer. a few minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which who knows in that universe? By the time yeah. they're done. Uh, uh, that Lucifer universe is a little wonky. It's uh, hopefully it'll hopefully it'll get a little more wonkier than uh, than it has been. Actually, <laughs> I, w- I could go for more wonky. <laughs> oh, we got plenty of time to make fun of Lucifer. I, yeah, I could go. Uh, I could go for anything. Just anything the hell else. Anything I, the hell else. That's... Hashtag anything the hell else. Yeah. So. Um... Oh, and by the way, I think those are still going to be available on Hulu day after, right? It's just it's just the CW that's popping over. I think the Gotham stuff and Lucifer stuff will still be available. So yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So as everyone who listens to this show knows, we promote uh, tolerance in the DC Marvel communities. Mm -hmm. Um, I was happy to see this. James Gunn was talking about the uh, Marvel DC debate. He says, I just don't find any room in my headspace for thinking my movies are superior or inferior to anyone else's. 
I really just think about how can I make, for instance, right now, how can I make Guardians Volume 2 the greatest spectacle film of all time? Mm -hmm. That's all I care about. So that's what I concentrate on. I don't really think about Marvel versus DC. And also, anytime a Marvel movie comes out that isn't as good as I wished it was, or anytime a DC movie comes out that I that isn't as I wished it was, I'm disappointed because I love these characters. I grew up reading Marvel and DC comics. I want them all to be good. Um, going along with that, someone made a coexist sign on Twitter in, with comic logos. I have seen that. That's not just on Twitter. I saw that on a bumper sticker, and I like waited around for a couple minutes to see who it was so I could congratulate awesome. them on their amazingness. I didn't. <laughs> I, eventually, I had to carry about with my day, but if that person had walked out right then, they yeah. would have gotten a handshake from me. Absolutely. That's a real bumper sticker. Uh, now, what was on Twitter is Patty Jenkins responded to it and said, this is great. Wish there was a W in Coexist, though. <laughs> and James Gunn, James Gunn responded to her and said, that would be nice. For the sake of harmony, let's change it to Coexist. Can't wait to see your movie. <laughs> Patty I, says I really back, don't know how to get that in, yeah. Yeah. Patty says back, ha-ha, that's great. Coexisting is the best. Thank you, James. So enjoyed Guardians and can't wait for the next. Yeah. See, people, that's how it's done. See, that's David funny. Ayer, you don't have to apologize for that shit the next day. No. Uh, look, there's a spider hand in there. That's That could be a, a girl spider hand. That could be Spider Woman. <laughs> but not Wonder Woman. There's even a Green Lantern. That doesn't have to be a guy's fist. There's Jade out there hanging around. Well, what's the matter if it's a man or a woman? I'm talking about a, you know, Wonder Woman. That's yeah. what P Patty Jenkins was talking about. Because she's directing Wonder Woman. Right, of course. Of course. So anyway, uh... Uh, yeah, there's, and, well, going along with the Marvel vs. DC stuff, Captain America Civil War Honest trailer came out. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like they've been listening to us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, then went on to make a bunch of better points. Yeah, right? <laughs> but it was, it's really funny. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's, it's, it's really good. They kind of point out how the the Captain America Civil War is very close to uh, Batman v Superman in a lot of plot points. Yeah. Um, it, it keeps pointing out plot points, and then it culminates in saying, it's like, "So they basically made the same move." Oh crap! Yeah. Show that airport scene again. Yeah, show the airport scene. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i enjoyed that i mean and it does like they take a sim it's like a, uh, some sad guy takes a symbol of hope and then does a shot of superman and captain america and faces him off with a billionaire <laughs> yep <laughs> oh crap show the airport again <laughs> i think the thing that i laughed at the most was uh the superhero versus movie everyone loved uh something about this how it was better than the or the superhero, the one that everyone loved, instead of the one that everyone hated, but that no one wants to admit is oddly alike it's or something. Oddly similar. Something like oddly similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, something like that. Uh, it's yeah. fun. I didn't take notes. We're badly pitching it. lines from something that was done well and professionally, but yeah, go find their thing. Nah, go find their thing. <laughs> go find where they Pop did it better. <laughs> yeah. Popping over to Batman v Superman. Uh, some quick bits here. They released what they're calling a closer look at the cyborg and flash outfit from uh, Batman V Superman. Mm -hmm. This is the uh, flash outfit from when he talks to Bruce from the future, which is awesome because I've been waiting to look at this thing mm -hmm. and am kind of confused that it just kind of looks like an Ultron bot. <laughs> <laughs> but Hey man, it looks, it still looks pretty cool. It, it, yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but it's, it's got a little 
It's got a little Ultron to it. I, I looked. The first Ultron. thing I thought about when I looked at it was like I I rechecked the link to make sure I'd click the right thing because it just it looked like Injustice Two costumes come to life. It, yeah, a little bit, yeah. And that's not <laughs> a bad thing. Injustice Two looks B A, right? But um, uh, you know, I oh come on, that thing looks fantastic. I want that Injustice. Game. Yeah, well, the new Injustice looks better than I think the other the, the the original did. Like some of their outfits were a little too mech for me, but. I mean, yeah, but apparently you don't have, if I'm understanding the gameplay right, you don't have to mech them up. You can, like, mm-hmm. I think you can power them up without actually having to armor them. Right, I'm not talking about that. I, I kind of, I got that. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the the first game. They were, like, a little too mech for me. Oh. On oh. the first game. Oh, is that why you, you so giddily downloaded all the skins? Absolutely. I won the classic <laughs> outfits. <laughs> I'm going to make them all black as night. Everyone looks good now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want all. Oh, tourist the Joker! Do, 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 do. That was fun. That was fun. Um, <laughs> they also released. Is uh, that the green air? Is that the actual? Is that Stephen Amell's voice? Yeah, like we're we're doing yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Alan Tudyk. We love you too, but this is kind of a treat. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So they also released some concept art uh, by Ed Nativadod. Sure. Fingers crossed. Um, who did the concept art on Justice League and Suicide Squad as well. Mm-hmm. They uh, put out some BVS concept art of the Batwing, the Batcave, and pieces of the Batmobile. Um, it's fantastic. It was also, uh, these those same pictures were published in the official companion books, The Art of the Film, and Tech Manual. Um, so, yay! Yay! Nothing you haven't seen, really, but, you know, pretty art. It- so, Suicide Squad... Yeah. No, what were you saying? What were you going to say? I, I just, okay. I, I, that's exactly what I, when I see concept art sometimes, I'm like, oh, that's pretty. and uh, But that's really all I can muster. Oh, oh. Yeah, I just don't know what to do. You know, it's the only, time it, the only time it, beca- it becomes like a big thing is when something's already come out, gone over poorly, you see the concept art, and then you sit there and go, who screwed over this artist? He had the vision. Right. This man had it. Why did we mess with him? I think they represented it well in the movie, though. Yeah, yeah. It looked good. Uh, Suicide Squad. They have, um, well, they're uh, like almost 719 million worldwide. They have. It's been. It's. it's they've passed a number of Marvel movies, which is apparently a very big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy uh, Forbes referring to it as Suicide Squad being leggier than Captain America. I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know leggier was a concept. I didn't either. And I read the article, <laughs> and, and, which, by the way, is full of like barely, barely covered backhands to the movie and the DCEU in general. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, if the writer was trying to cover that up, he he really should have been edited further. But it's Forbes, so good luck getting anything <laughs> edited. You hacky pop-up site, you. No, no, they have they like every contributor on Forbes they say like they have their own opinion it's their opinion blah 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 yeah I know but it's um, basically an op-ed piece with ads uh, so I, I mm-hmm. I've got I found some genuinely good stuff like this was a fun article because it gave me like a, a, a new perspective on so-called legginess but um mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's it's almost a, an accident sometimes when you get stuff off that site um it's about up there with it, the yeah, Guardian usually usually as far, yeah, as, far usually as how well I, it's uh, vetted yeah usually I um I stick with Mark Hughes on Forbes See, I'm sure uh, there are exceptions to this, where there are people who probably put in the yeah. time. Um, and and this one, like the legginess, if I can explain legginess and see if I have this correct, Dave, um, isn't so much, uh, it's not about quality at all, it's about quantity. So um, you, how long did the movie continue being a movie that people were spending their money on? Yes. 
Not was the movie good? Oh, it's got legs as a concept because we use that phrase sometimes. Like, oh man, that that idea's got legs. No, mm-hmm. they mean how long did it make me money? Right. And they were even uh, so, they were even juxtaposing that to like the oh the huge drop off. It was it was like a sixty percent drop off on weekend two or something. Just huge. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought, oh, mm-hmm. the world's ending. Suicide Squad will be dead in three weeks. Um, no, it had not gone apoptic. It was like everyone in the world wanted to see this movie on weekend one. So yeah. it's an effect that I don't think has enough accounting for in the statistics here. The, oh, everyone well, who wanted to see it got their ass out and saw it concept. I mean, it's continuing to make money, uh, make good money. It's up to $718.8 million at the global box office. Um, Winter Soldier only had $714.4 um, But yeah, Suicide Squad has now passed Iron Man 2, both Thor movies, The Incredible Hulk, Ant-Man. <laughs> it's, it's done very well. Yeah, it's doing fine. Um, did, and uh, the big breakout star. Remind me, did it did it ever get aired in China? Or did that was was that? Nope. It was certainly going to be banned in China. Yeah, it never came out in China. All of those movies, I actually I'm pretty pretty sure did air in China. So they're doing all this yes. with one giant hand tied behind their back. Mm-hmm. Well, about a hundred million dollars worth of hand tied behind their back. Anyway, that's a, that's a heck of a hand. That's a heck of a hand. I mean, someone can have mine for a hundred million dollars. I'm putting that offer out right now. Mm-hmm. That's a standing offer. And a lot of uh, the, you know, I mean. Even the detractors are focusing on this, but uh, the breakout star was Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. and she might be the reason that the movie's doing so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're also, I, I think it was the same Forbes article that, that pulled out all of Will Smith's statistics, and um, this is one of the best movies uh, financially he's ever made, and it's Will, oh, it's yeah, Will definitely. Smith. Like, definitely. Like, Men in Black and Independence Day numbers happening here for him. Yeah. <laughs> Men in Black, the original, mind you. Right. I need to go back and watch those. <laughs> it's probably a lot of fun. Um, I remember Men in Black 3 being really good recently. Um, <laughs> or uh, good enough. I remember Tony Not... Shalhoub being in there somewhere. Was Tony Shalhoub in there yeah. somewhere? Yeah. He was uh, the alien that they always go interrogate. Oh, okay. They shoot him in the head and he has a tiny little head and it grows back. Oh, that's right. That's right. You have any idea how much that stings? That's right. Uh, the only scene I remember any to tell is the shooting range where he fires at the, the, the little girl, and they ask him, why did you shoot at the little girl? He's like, she's got, like, quantum physics, but she's seven. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you ever see Stark raving mad? Uh, no, no. I, I uh, remember that being out there, and I think I watched... It's a TV show, right? Yeah, it was a fantastic sitcom, laugh track, single cam, uh, sorry, multi-camera Multi-cam. sitcom back in the day when those were the big the thing. standard. Um, Tony Shalhoub, pre-Monk Tony Shalhoub, I believe, mm-hmm. even. Um, Before he was weighed down with all those Emmys. His <laughs> right. spine hurts and, now. And it was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. It only lasted like 22 episodes or something. There's still like finished episodes in the can that no one's ever seen before because they won't release it on DVD. Yeah. But it was Tony Shalhoub and Neil Patrick Harris. I remember it being out there, and, and I think I caught one or two. Fantastic! Like they have all twenty-two of those released episodes on uh, YouTube, and I've watched probably five or six of them. They're they stand, they hold up, man. It's like <laughs> he's a horror writer who's trying to get his groove back, trying to write his next thing, and the old Patrick Harris is his like editor trying to get him to write, and it's it's pretty phenomenal and ridiculous. NPH is all like OCD and hates germs and all sorts of like I don't know. It's just it's pretty great. Yeah. Anyway, the odd couple dynamic, a little bit, but you know, better. <laughs> and don't say done better than the original. 
not done better than the original. Well, which original? Are you talking about uh, the TV show or the original TV show or the movies? No, the, the, or the, the, play? the TV show. The movie's uh, fine, but the TV show I consider the uh, the OG of the definitely, Odd Couple. De- yeah, definitely better than the 80s uh, Odd Couple or the current Matthew Perry Odd Couple. Right. It pains me to say that because anyway. I love Perry and Thomas Lennon. But... Yeah. Anyway. That's a God, I had high hopes for that show. That's a different show. Yeah. Back to Kate. So, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie has signed her first look deal with, on a Suicide Squad spinoff. Um, she's apparently got a uh, two films in development with Lucky Chap Entertainment. That's her banner. Um, she's got a movie that Lucky Chap is doing called Terminal coming up. And then they've also got the Tanya Harding biopic, I, Tanya, which sounds awful. <laughs> Why would you even make a biopic about Tanya Harding? Who wants to remember her? I thought they <laughs> did that already. Was it just a documentary? <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I um, remember seeing pieces of this somewhere on like a random Sunday afternoon and thinking, wow, this got crazy real dude, fast. Here's the thing. Like Margot Robbie is playing Tanya Harding. You're gonna have to ugly her up or something. Like I don't know. I can't imagine it. It's just weird. Anyway, um, that's gonna be a weird film. (laughs) That's gonna be really weird. I think you're trying to like paint Tanya Harding as like a Harley Quinn type character now. Not saying not saying that uh, Margot can only play Harley Quinn type characters. Obviously, she can do whatever the hell she wants. Um, No, it's just. uh... It just seems oh like it's a, you know, thematically, you know, you can imagine a Harley Quinn sicking somebody with a pipe or whatever the hell it was on somebody's knee. I don't, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. know what, yeah. I mean, did they just, did they just watch the film and go, well, she bludgeons people. Yeah. We should totally cast her as I Tanya guess. Harding. We had this whole thing in the pipeline. Get it? I guess. Pipeline. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was a crowbar. I don't know. I that would fit. I actually think it was a anyway. baseball bat, but uh, it's a really old memory. It's like 20 years ago. Yeah. Who's thinking about this? And it, wasn't even, it wasn't even her. I think she hired somebody. Yeah. God, it's been a while. That was a messed up story. Who the hell is going to be the yeah. protagonist in this thing? Like, who, Who's the guy we're rooting for? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is it? I don't even remember the person she assaulted. Nancy, Nancy Kerrigan. Kerrigan. Is that right? Yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. Oh my yeah. gosh! It's just that's that, dating that, me. Like that's the, one of those. Look how old of, I am, of, kids. Like yeah. <clears throat> Anyone born in the eighties, you remember a couple of names. Like Nancy Kerrigan is attached to Tanya Harding. Bill Clinton's attached to Monica Lewinsky. Like you can't forget certain mm-hmm. things. <laughs> Carrie Strug is attached to Al. My ankle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eighties! I don't miss you at all. That's the nineties. Oh, was it? Yeah. So much layover. What? You think everything is in the 80s. <laughs> everything I don't like, I just assume was in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're also de- developing an adaptation of Bad Monkeys, which is a novel by uh, Matt Ruff. Um, but yeah, so it looks like she's going to get the first look on a Suicide Squad spinoff, and uh, she's going to be executive producing. Uh, it looks like she's also going to be doing an adaptation of uh, Dean M. Jensen's Queen of the Air, and she's attached to star in that as well. So I don't know if it's going to be a Harley spinoff or like the other DC heroines like they were talking about, uh, but there you go. That's happening. Over to Justice League. Uh, dude, Zack Snyder released a picture of the Batman tactical suit. He tweets, home stretch, last day filming Batman in the new tactical bat suit. Hashtag Justice League, hashtag Batman. What do you think of this thing? A lot of people online are complaining, saying it looks like uh, looks a lot like Night Owl from The Watchmen. It does kind of look like Watchmen's Night Owl, but 
I ain't complaining. <laughs> uh, my first question is, why is that a bad thing? Yeah, I don't know. And it doesn't completely look like that. I mean, no, I know exactly what been... they're seeing. It's the it's the cut of those ears. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's the the eyes are a little farther back. I get that. Mm-hmm. And then the way the cape goes over the top of the like the I guess the bottom of the deltoid, top of the shoulder kind of area. It's exact. I yeah. swear it's exactly the same. Like if I lined these three things up on paper, I totally get you. Yeah. But who cares, man? Yeah, I you know it's got a little bit of Batman by gaslight in there for me. Uh, you know I. See a couple of different looks. It looks a little Tim Saley to me um, in the ears. But, um, you know, this is a debate that's been going on all over Twitter. People have been, you know, putting up different drawings of Batman. Batman's been interpreted so many different ways over the years that, yeah. The thing that scared me is at some point I was looking at it in preparation for the show and I went, (laughs) new tactical bat suit and thought of George Clooney's like silver bat suit, silver and blue bat suit, <laughs> or purple bat suit, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I'm colorblind there. Uh, in Batman and Robin, and just went, oh no, no, get that out of your head right now, please, no. Undo it, undo it, undo uh, it, undo it. Not, not that it looks like it, but just the idea of there being a secondary tactical suit. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, well, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Saturday was Batman Day. For the event, Zack Snyder put out two pictures. One of him standing in front of the bat signal and one of Commissioner Gordon standing in front of the bat signal. That freaking Gordon bat signal picture is now the is like the lock screen wallpaper on my phone. It is the normal <laughs> wallpaper on my phone. When when I slide to new screens, it moves along with me so I can see the whole thing uh-huh. blowed up. Of course. Uh, and yes, I said blowed up because I, this picture's so pretty. It makes me not know how to say words yeah, correctly. Yeah, I I understand. I mean, and man, you, I'm sure you've zoomed into him a, a million times by now. That yep. is one Gordon-looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn, mm-hmm. dude, looks good in his little stash. <laughs> Glasses have like it, it looks like the right like size rim. I don't know how to uh, describe like if it's too small or. HRG or something. I feel like it would have stood out. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of saw, like, from what I can see, and his his face is tiny. I admit, but even the hat. This is this is like BTAS just just ran out into the real world and tackled your phone. I guess. Yeah. Uh, is it weird that every time I see J.K. Simmons, I just want to hug him? No, no, it's not. He's a fantastic actor, and he's given you lots yeah, of joy. Yeah, he's got in a life. quality. He's got a quality though. He he's got a quality to him, or he just seems like a burly bear of a man who gives a great hug. No, I, yeah, I do. Make you feel I okay. completely suspect that he is an amazing grandfather. I don't know if he actually has grandkids, but if he doesn't, I, I feel say. like someone's missing out. Does that seem? Yeah. Does that seem right? It does. It just feels feels grandfatherly. It does. Uh, so Ray Fisher on Instagram put out a picture of himself jacked to hell and back. Oh God, yeah. Half. Half man, half machine. That guy has more board shoulder board. than I have bicep. <laughs> <laughs> I swear his neck could beat me in an arm wrestling contest. <laughs> it's it's brutal. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. So, um, did you watch the eight bit Justice League trailer I sent you? I, Joe Blow released. That. I did. I I I, I kind of turned it on begrudgingly and thought, ah, I mean, just a re-release of a trailer. And then I laughed about five seconds in. 
thought no, mm-hmm. oh no, I was supposed to watch this. I was supposed. To. <laughs> yep, it's great. It's, it, like my my favorite parts were um when they turned on the flash music in the background. Like I, I the whole time I'm loving the icky thump eight bip. It, it was yeah. great. And then uh, and by the way, I noticed in the credits they didn't bother saying icky thump just in case. Because it is, mm-hmm. it's different enough that if someone tried to sue them, they might they might actually not get prosecuted. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like they go to the Flash theme music for a second, and then at the very end, I I heard the music and went, wait, what is? It? Oh, you're kidding me! Yeah, they they pull Man. out the Justice League cartoon. Yeah, I I my heart beat beat a little faster when that happened. I was like, <laughs> <gasps> it was ridiculous. Oh, it was fantastic. Because something about because it was I think it was the Justice League Unlimited yeah. theme yeah and something about that music lends itself to like the is it MIDI is that what it's called uh, uh, mid eye or MIDI or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah it yeah it sound it lends itself to that really well I can imagine that being like the startup music to a video game an eight bit video game yeah yeah it was good and they did they did a good job with that like when you see Wonder Woman appear for the first time you hear the like yeah, like player starting kind mm-hmm. of association sound. It was. It, mm-hmm. They did a great job with that. I mean, even the first scene, you know, Aquaman sliding, not not walking, but sliding almost out of the background of those people where he's been conspicuously <laughs> placed. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. It's a lot of fun. What's the uh, so over to the uh, guy who does that? Was it Joe Blow? I think JoeBlow.com. Yeah. This, yeah. So uh, over to Man of Steel two. We're, you know, about the same time last year, we're talking about Man of Steel too, yeah, and yeah. then that was squashed, and now we're back. Yeah. Uh, it, apparently, it has been confirmed, though. Uh, Danny Garcia, um, Henry Cavill's agent, she also handles uh, handles um, the Rock. Yeah, that sounds. She says, sounds uh, right. "Yeah, she says Henry has a big appetite. We've been a five month period of time where he's re-strategizing, acquiring property for his production company, Promethean." He's filming Justice League now. He's in development for the Superman standalone. He's beginning to expand that world. It's beautifully teed up. In a year from now, or two years from now, he's going to be a force globally. Well, that's great manager speak. Now, is it, yeah. And is it, I'm rooting for Is him. it bad that I heard all of that in Amy Sedaris's voice from BoJack Horseman? <laughs> it's not. It's not your fault either. It's because it's a great show. <laughs> Um, if you'd heard it as the turtle guy of whatever his name is, I would have, I would have understood that too. Turtle top. Turtle top. Yeah. Yeah. Or do the, the penguin, uh, Pat Oswalt's penguin out of that. That would have been fun too. Yeah. Um, no, all I heard was princess Carolyn. I understand. Totally understand. Anyway. Uh, so there was a rumor going around that the Joker was in the justice league. Alberto Gonzalez says this is the, you know, scoop giver, mm-hmm. the giver of the bringer of scoops. The bringer of scoops. They say, um, <laughs> is he with again? From Heroic Hollywood. Um, yeah. He says, sorry, DC fanboys, yesterday's rumor that surfaced about Jared Leto being in Justice League, unfortunately not true. He also had this to say about the Batman solo film. What scoop can I give you on Batman Day? The standalone Batman film does not take place entirely in Arkham with all the villains on the loose. I mean, that's good and bad. So on the one hand, I'm that's down. a whole other city to play with. On the other hand... Part of me would just hope they'd do Arkham Asylum, not the game. I want the Grant Morrison product. I I don't want either. 
if I'm going to have Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck actually writing a script for something, I want them to do their own thing. I don't want an adaptation of Arkham Asylum either, either one. one. Yeah, I can dig that. No. I can. Those two should be able to come up with something interesting. I don't necessarily have to have the Joker in Justice League. I don't care. Well, like, he's... We were talking, like we were talking earlier, I thought Jared Leto was fine. I don't need to see him again, ever. Yeah, it, like, you were saying if, if this was the most you ever saw of him, that would be okay. I, I keep thinking that like he's an itch that needs to be scratched. Like I want to know more about him. <laughs> and, like I didn't but, get enough know, time with him. And that's, uh, that's not... The more and more... Um, the more and more you hear about the deleted scenes and what was actually in him, like I mm-hmm. get how he didn't work in the flow of the movie, and I'm not holding it against David Ayer here or Warner Brothers, whoever yeah, no. actually made that call. But it, it, man, I just I want to know more about him. And see, that's the thing. That's the weird thing for me. Like if I was told right now, you will never see any more Jared Leto's Joker aside from deleted scenes. I'd be like, all right, that's fine. If someone said to you, to me, like, hey, Dave they're going to do a Joker standalone movie and he's going to be in the Batman movie and he's going to be a major villain there. We're going to get all the flashbacks to the Jason Todd stuff and everything. And he's going to be in the Harley Quinn movie. I would be equally okay with that. I'd be like, yes. Okay. Okay, Sure. It sounds great. Cool. It's just, I'm not pining over this version of the Joker. No, well, Um, to, to, to adopt the word pining, uh, for my purposes, I, (laughs) here's how this works for me. Like I, I saw just enough of them that it's like, you ever eaten, you know, just a, a, a dish that was like it, any kind of food, like someone put a plate of food in front of you that was completely foreign to you. Like you've never tasted uh-huh. any of the, like it, absolutely a new entity. And like you had the first bite and you couldn't tell how you felt about it and you had to have a few more bites. I've got to have a few more bites. Mm-hmm. That's like it. Right now what happened was like I, I had one it. bite and I was still thinking about it and kind of like closing my eyes and thinking about, do I like this? And then I looked down and the plate was fucking gone. And like the waiter had come back with a bread roll and said, good luck. Yeah. I guess I'm right. Right now I'm having the same reaction I did to with him that I did to Heath Ledger's Joker. I'm like, he did a good job. Wasn't my Joker. But he did a good job. <laughs> but, you know, good take. I can see more. Yeah, that was cool. And it was it's entirely was a- possible that I would have gotten, in my analogy, would have gotten to like bite three. Because I've done this. I've done this with a couple of dishes. Shawarma in particular. I tried it after the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I got to like bite three or four and thought, no, really not my thing. Like I, it, bite one was interesting by bite two. I had a suspicion by bite three. I was pretty sure. And by bite four, I had confirmed. I don't like mm-hmm. shawarma. Sorry. Sorry. That's mm-hmm. how it is. It's gone the other way though. I mean, I won't bother naming some dish that I enjoyed, but for God's sake, we've all been there. Right. Of course. So, uh, Zach Stentz has jumped into writing the booster gold script. He uh, tweeted out today's writing inspiration courtesy of the Blackanese, which that's Derek A. Hughes and the name cracks me up. Kudos, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Dan Jurgens, of course. Mm-hmm. So he did kind of hint at what, what version of Booster Gold he's going to be writing because initially the character, like Booster just wanted to become rich and famous. And so he went back in time and stopped crimes that he knew was, he already had the scoop on. Yeah. And, um, but then once you get to the, uh, Giffen Dematius run, he's more into like the get rich quick schemes with uh, blue beetle, which I think is my favorite version <laughs> or some combination of the two. What I didn't care for is they eventually made it to where he was a time master and that he was just kind of secretly pretending to be this goofball who wanted to get rich and famous, but he was really like carting the timeline. <laughs> to me, that just kind of, it's a cool thought, but I, 
I don't like that too much. I, I, I like Booster being who Booster was. I do think it's a cool thought. I would actually like to see... Here's something I've thought about since uh, the Booster was announced. Um, I would like to see the bidding war that goes on behind closed doors for who's going to be like the sponsorship on his costume. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd like... like Are two Pepsi and Coke executives going to like physically slug it out? Because... Dude... You have got to see Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> Yet another conversation that ends with, dude, you've got to see Smallville. No, I mean, they they kind of do it, but it's like, it's just Booster shows up and he's just, he's like a race car driver. He's just got sponsors all over his, his outfit. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, um, it's brilliant. Um, hey, but that's what I'm imagining is race car driver. I, I really am. Like, Yeah, it, yeah. I, that's how they played yeah. it, too. Uh, Zach Stentz, though, also tweeted out, the coolest guy in the room is usually less interesting to write than the person who thinks he's the coolest guy in the room, <laughs> which I feel like pretty much implies which version of the character we're getting, and I think I'm going to be happy. That's fair. And how do you read that How do you read that line and not think of Nathan Fillion? Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Hammer, the whole thing. Like, Dr. Horrible basically was his audition for Booster Gold, and he passed. Yeah, as as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Even. So, uh, speaking of, dude, you've got to see Smallville. There's a uh, there was something weird that happened on Twitter earlier this week. Alan Richson, who played uh, Aquaman, Arthur Curry on Smallville, mm-hmm. um, was asked, "So you're gonna play Shazam, right?" And he said, "Yep." We have no official word on this. But, I mean, he, you know, like I said, he played Aquaman in Smallville. Yep. He was Raphael in the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the Hunger Games, Catching Fire. So, he's viable. He's there. Yeah. He can do it. And, my lord, looking at the dude, if they dyed his hair black, he would look no, like it, it, Shazam. There's nothing wrong with it. I just, it's like the least enthusiastic announcement of a super character I've ever seen. Well, I mean, we know the we know the star of that movie is gonna be The Rock. <laughs> I, I, here's my favorite part about The Rock being involved in a Shazam-based movie: the man has billed himself as being electrifying. Uh huh. <laughs> since day one, and this is where it got him. Like it, he just he's been foreshadowing this for decades. Yeah, yeah. Damn, he's gonna make a great Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna have trouble yeah. not rooting for him. Actually. They're going to have, like, the writers are going to have that challenge. They're going to have to make me not like The Rock. Yeah, that's going to be tough. It will be. Okay, so I'm going to jump into this. We should have done this earlier, but, yeah. You guys know we are sponsored by Loot Crate. With Loot Crate, you get collectibles, apparel, and more from your favorite pop culture franchises delivered right to your door every single month. Uh, There is a new t-shirt in every crate, figures, comics, stuff for your kitchen, a wide range of exclusive items you can't get anywhere else from fan favorite franchises like Harry Potter, Marvel Comics, or DC Comics, Fallout 4, Star Wars, and so much more. By the way, it's really hard to say fan favorite franchises. Um, You can get all this. I didn't envy you right then. Yeah, you can get all of it, though, for $20 a month, less than $20 a month, and then we get $3 off if you go to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and type in the code giant size team up uh, for our network. Um, so, yeah, you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and then that's it. You're screwed. Can't get that theme anymore. Mm-mm. So uh, it is the 19th as we're recording this. Am so. I remembering correctly that, that this month's theme went fast? It did. So, you know, and it's the 19th, though, so we don't get to make fun of Gone in 60 Seconds Aww. again. 
<laughs> go listen to last episodes, last two episodes. We'll be back um, for you soon, Mr. Cage. <laughs> what you guys are hearing is what's known as the evergreen messaging. <laughs> so, anyway, on to television. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there were a ton of new Gotham promos that came out, but since you know, by the time you listen to this, you'll actually just be able to watch the first episode. So screw that noise. Yeah, we've already joked um, about like, oh look, my DVR is doing it right now. Right now, it's it's watching yeah. Lucifer and praying for better days. Right. Damn it! I said we weren't going to make fun of Lucifer anymore. At least this yeah, podcast. Well, we've got a whole season. Yeah, we got plenty we're, of time. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. I know. It's happen. I just meant like, uh, for, you... could I avoid it for an hour? And I couldn't. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I failed. Yeah. I had a goal yeah. and I failed. So a while ago, the pr- executive producers on Gotham said that doing something like Man Bat would be ridiculous on their show. But uh, Randall Smith just emailed me while we were on the air. He just sent me. A thing where the executive producers are talking about putting Man Bat in the show, so they like threw them into like their lineup with Mister Freeze and whatnot and Firefly. So it looks like we might be getting a Man Bat at some point on the show. I I realize they said that, but for God's sake, why why could a Man Bat not be on that bus? What could possibly be wrong with a Kirk Langstrom? Well, they're bringing it up now, like it's okay. So I guess we're gonna get a Man Bat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so oh, it's thanks, ridiculous. Smith, except for we have a bus full of like genetic mistakes. <laughs> yep. Cameron Monahan teased uh his little Joker laugh, his return to Gotham on Instagram. Mm. Um didn't care for the laugh myself. I thought it was a little forced in a couple of places. Didn't really seem genuine. Nah, I thought he was Sometimes, trying to get back in the role a little bit. He, he's getting there. Yeah. He'll be he'll yeah. be good by the time he gets back. We know damn well we liked his laugh the first time, so I'm gonna go ahead and have faith in him. I you know, look guys, I know I'm a pissed ant, I'm an asshole. I know. I know. We all accept this. I just did I, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. Every once in a while, it feels like that guy is trying a little too hard. And then other times, See, I'm just like, chills. I, like, on screen, I, I don't think that. Uh, most of the, I, like, then I could feel you because it was just some, like, it sounded like he did that with his phone. It, it mm. almost sounded like on a bet. Honest to God, like, the narrative in my mind was he actually signed on to do this for reals and was excited enough that he, like, went home and was still, like, super amped up because he, he liked this role and, like, had to do something on his phone and put it on the internet. Yeah. Like, had to perform just then. That was yeah. That was the story in my head. The story in my head was, you know, a publicist called him and said, hey, man, so we really need you to be more active on Instagram. Can you give us a joke or laugh? Say, like, hello, Gotham, and then laugh a lot. And he was like... <sighs> See, in your version, he was having a I mean, shitty just day. just got off the toilet. And like, yeah. <laughs> <He was> just... <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Will you ever ask less of me? <laughs> so last week, we excitedly told you guys the news that Constantine was coming to Blu-ray. Uh, the, the TV series yeah. uh, with Matt Ryan yeah. coming to Blu-ray. Uh, and then we cynically said there were going to be no special features. Well, it turns out there are going to be special features. Oh, They're not like a huge, Jesus. it's not like a huge thing. Um, one of the discs is going to contain a trailer for the show. Uh, Constantine on the set, which I assume is a behind the scenes type of situation. Uh, 2014 Comic-Con panel Q&A with cast and creators. And DC Comics Night at Comic-Con 2014 presenting Gotham, The Flash, Constantine, and Arrow. These are apparently, these were apparently available if you bought them on certain online streaming services. Or, like, bought the season on certain ones. But they're going to be on the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray is available October 4th. It is available for pre-order on Amazon right now. I've already bought my copy yesterday. I saw that. $39.99, guys. I saw that. Do it. Do it. Support! Yeah, like, if you 
want more Constantine, go and do it. And by the way, I should have mentioned it earlier. Suicide Squad is like a hair's breadth away from like beating Iron Man 1. Go see it again. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't against Marvel. It's just I kind of really want it to do well. <laughs> also, you know, if you liked Suicide Squad, like what happened when Iron Man 1 got to this point? We got the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Because, let's face it, the Hulk wasn't going to get us there, right? No. <laughs> but we have all this stuff now. And, uh, you know, if you like the, the tone Suicide Squad took more, and people are listening, apparently, mm. on the, the back end of these things. Like, they're, they're yeah. adjusting tone. They're even talking about how, like, they're talking openly about, like, yeah, we're going to make some changes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, plenty of plenty of opportunities to support them. And, and hell, uh, you have two options. I only suggest this because they would both work. Uh, to my knowledge, CWC still has uh, Constantine like available for streaming. I'm gonna check mm-hmm. that right now, and there it is on my computer. Um, so, Hooray! if you can afford to buy the thing, that's the vote they really want. Like, no, this guy spent money. Mm-hmm. If you can actually afford to go buy this, and and we've said over and over again, it's actually a really fun run. Um, hit it up. If you can't, at least go stream on CW Seed. And I should spell that because someone pointed out that you can't tell what I'm saying. C-W-S-E-E-D. It's the thing we told you about where you can find Vixen. Those 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 mm-hmm. 30 minutes of Vixen that actually did tie in. Yeah. Numerous ways to vote. Obviously, mm-hmm. they want you to vote with your dollar. Sure. They like dollars. They do like dollars. They, in all fairness, count more than not dollars. Right. But uh, either way, they they are paying attention <laughs> right now. You can, I mean, they they can downplay it all they want, but they're paying attention right now. Like is Daniel Cerrone, am I remembering his name correctly? Uh, yeah, that's that's right. He's he's uh, he may not be involved, but the people that are in charge of that IP, they're involved. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I would suggest. You know, most people have a desktop computer and a laptop, or at least two laptops in a home, or at the very least, two browsers on a single laptop. Go to Netflix, start running Young Justice. <laughs> Go to CWC, start running Constantine. And while that shit's going on, drive out to your local theater for another encore screening of Suicide Squad. That sounds fantastic. Doesn't now, CWC will not ask you, do you want to play the next video? You can hit play on episode one and have you, you've done your part. You have voted. Yeah. Netflix, and you know they're going to ask you in a couple of hours, like, hey, man, you still there? Yeah, you, you, yeah. you, you, you got you to gotta deal with that. So once you get back from Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, play. It, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on to Supergirl. Ah. Um, yeah. Andrew Kreisberg was talking about uh, one aspect of Superman's absence um, in Supergirl's life um, and how Alex will be feeling about all of that. Uh, he says Alex has been everything to Kara. She's her family. Alex has a little bit of a chip on her shoulder about Clark. She loves him and he's family, but he left Kara on their doorstep. Kara is so excited to see Clark is so excited to be with him. It's almost a little bit like Alex feels taken for granted because she's the family member who's put in the time. It sets up an interesting conflict between her and Kara in the first couple of episodes. Um, the article I got this news off of, and I should have looked at who wrote it because it was kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. It's still on the, our Facebook page. Um, I was just talking about, I, this is the title of the article. The Superman of Supergirl is a bit of a dick, like always. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw that one around. <laughs> and it just cracked me up because Superman is always kind of a dick, but like unintentionally a dick. <laughs> he is definitely he capable. He points that out 
very comedically and uh in the article and i highly suggest going to listen to that or going to read that um so Daichin Lockman, uh, she you would know you, well if you watch any Marvel TV shows, especially Agents of Shield. Uh, Agents of Shield. One. You'll get there. I believe okay. in you. It's hard. It's hard, Jason. What? She was Sky's mother on Shield. Mm-hmm. I'll just call it Shield. And uh, it looks like she will probably, probably, I say, be playing roulette. Um, they have pictures of her wearing uh, a red dress with a high slit up the leg revealing a snake tattoo. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, roulette in the comics took down the entire justice society. So <laughs> she doesn't have any powers. Um, she has the ability to calculate odds. Kind of a domino. Yeah. Well, a little bit, but yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to find a picture of her. I just had a thought. <laughs> yeah. Dollhouse. I was making sure I was remembering mm. the right person, but Dollhouse. Oh yeah, uh, what was it? Sierra? Was that her name I on Dollhouse? It was Sierra. Mm, that was a good show. That was a good show. <laughs> Over the Flash, uh, Kevin Smith accidentally leaked his season three episode's title. <laughs> He uh, posted a picture of the script and put a pin over the title of the episode, mm-hmm. um, not realizing that you could see the title of the episode leaked through from the other page. <laughs> <laughs> so that episode's title is Killer Frost. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, Smitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, did you watch the Arrow season five promo? Can't be stopped. There was uh, it's very similar to a couple of the other promos that have come out, but well, we got the same footage. Footage of know, Ragman, plus some extra stuff. Wait, I I missed the footage of Ragman in there. Yeah, oh he's with the group. He's with Wild Dog and uh, Artemis. Oh my! Right. You see him throwing a dude up against the the wall there. Right. He the confusing thing is he looks surprisingly and ridiculously like this Prometheus character, this Dark Archer type character we we've got here mm-hmm. in the new season. So like sometimes it's hard to see to tell you know which one you're looking at, and the difference I think is a cape and lack of quiver. <laughs> like Ragman looks a lot like this Prometheus guy. Gotcha. And I gosh, I'm like very nearly in prayer over whether or not they're going to have him be supernatural because Ragman is supernatural. You can't just make him not supernatural. Yeah, absolutely. It's that's, that's what you're supposed to be getting. Mm hmm. Ooh. Okay. So anyway, see what you're saying. Um, I have located him. Um, (laughs) Ragman located. Yeah, I get it. I get it. (laughs) But uh, Ragman aside, which I'm super excited about just in general, because, um, I have high hopes for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the rest of the the rest of the promo look look pretty great. Like this is it. It seemed mm-hmm. like that this is what people have been asking about since season two ended, or well, since season three ended, and they realized it wasn't going to be season two again. Yeah. Um, they want street fights, and at this point, I do too. Yeah, sure. I mean, there there's a lot of four and five I liked. Um, good amount of three I liked, but this this looked this looked gritty. I I just want Arrow gritty to make in the sense right again. way. Yeah, making sense would be a good start, and and taking you know magic and nuclear bombs out of the equation would be. <laughs> right. Hey, you know what? I don't have a problem with magic. The just the, the magic needs to be defined. Defined, defined magic. Well defined. Yeah. And I know it's magic, and, and we just said define it, and that sounds uh, uh, that sounds stupid. Counter, I, I, I get it. Yeah, it does. But but you still have to. Uh, no matter how bizarre the premise is, it still has to have parameters. It just does. It's like in Buffy when. 
you know, Spike finds out they brought Buffy back from the dead, and he storms out saying, My magic always has a cost. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, or in we every episode Constantine. of Constantine where he walks out saying, Magic has a cost. <laughs> let's just, let's face it, Spike and Constantine are basically the same they character. They are. They are. And um, maybe that's why we loved him so and much. Yes. We saw him. <laughs> I want to team up. I want to team up. I don't Actually, care if it's canon. I loved Matt Ryan, but now that you mentioned it, James Marsters would have made a fine Constantine. Right? Actually, he's age appropriate for that role now. He actually is. Do you hear him? Do you hear me, Warner Brothers? Yeah. Hit it up. We can have our cake and eat it too. Uh huh. James Marsters. Benicio. Anyway. When they eventually sign you back, remember us. <laughs> uh, they know you're the man anyway, for that. I I have high hopes for Arrow. I know it's just going to be Arrow again, but well, I really hope they they fix it. Because it, it's broken. It is. You know, the the thing, I, I can agree with that wholeheartedly, but the thing is, everyone agrees on that, but no one agrees on how it's broken. Everyone agrees that it wasn't the thing that they were promised, and like season one and then through most of season two, but I, I think some of the some of what they're going for now might be just based on well, a few I mean, seconds can... of trailer. It's, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good guess about how to maybe make everyone a little bit happier. I mean, the only thing we're all sure of is that we were promised it would be good, and that was that was a promise broken. Well, it so, but uh, season one, everyone agrees on everyone. No, they don't. They don't. Like a lot of people think that season one was slow going, and that and season two was what about the ante. Uh, I know. Um, I do too. I shouldn't have said everyone. That I was prefer a poor choice of words in any context. But most people agree that season one kind of moved, and that was what was cool about it. It it like by episode mm-hmm. four or five, he was arrested for being the vigilante. Um, mm-hmm. By Lance of all people, it the the show went places, and and the island was fascinating. Like you you really wanted to know everything about what happened on the island. The flashbacks were really well done. Uh, absolutely engaging. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was an episode where there wasn't enough flashback, you were pissed about it. But that was a point mm-hmm. where we were all pissed about there not being enough or more show, you know? And instead of yeah, pissed that they focused too much on a negative that we didn't like or right. just changed. And maybe maybe this this take on it, um, and it is, it's different types of promises than, than we were given last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this, this is a lot of street fighting, a lot of training. See, the street fighting always bored me. Uh, well, but I don't know. I, the street fighting, as far as like action shots, has always been just fine. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. But yeah, I just I'm bored by action a lot of the time. I know, I know. You want to get to to what did it? But the fun part about what did it is street fighting. Uh, when Arrow's done it correctly, there's a good reason people are fighting in the streets. Right. So that's what I'm hopeful about. Sure. Is the the, yeah. the motivations will change to more terrestrial. Um, causes i guess still really enjoying based on this trailer though still really enjoying uh uh curtis oh absolutely what do you what do you tell him like you're you're the farthest from ready of anybody i'm an olympian <laughs> couple like, of gold yeah, medals you're gonna, need more than that. <laughs> you're gonna need more than a few gold medals to, well they were bronze <laughs> <laughs> he makes a good point though I, i've literally competed for the united states before mm-hmm. but okay you go trust this dude and that guy yeah, it's fun. So, uh, Manu Bennett responded to uh, Joe Manganiello being cast as Deathstroke. He put up a tweet saying, if he's going to be Deathstroke, I'm going to be Magic Mike, and linked to a uh, gif of him dancing. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. I enjoyed it. Over at uh, no, Legends of Tomorrow. What? what what confused me, though, was the, the, the Twitter battle, and I just scrolled down like one link and one thing. Mm-hmm. There's a Twitter battle with a bunch of people putting up images of his costume and the other guy's costume and saying, like, you'll never be Deathstroke. Like, he designed this damn costume himself. 
Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Dude did a fine job. I understand that his costume did not have, like... I like the new costume more. I do, but... Damn. Uh, Harsh. Yeah. People are pissy, man. Yeah. Um, I did laugh. Someone did a... Uh, someone did, like, a... Uh, picture of uh deathstroke from like the new from the new movie mm-hmm. and then one from his and on arrow and it says up top it says you know what you buy on amazon what it get what it, what comes in the mail <laughs> um, <laughs> touche it was funny over to deathstroke um looks like flash we might be getting some flash on legends of tomorrow grant gustin tweeted out today i did some adr for flash legends and what looks like a very funny film i got to be in helmed by the one and only william h macy keep us updated on that buddy guys mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch that mm-hmm. i like william h macy yeah but uh yeah legends it's awesome and i like that i do like that grant gustin is like branching out i see him talking a lot about being in films and stuff that's cool yeah i don't think he wants to get stuck i mean nobody wants to be you know, I don't know. The, what, what could the flash do season seven it, it's gonna be one of those I, I, well, I say that, but Supernatural's on season, like, 48 or something. Yeah, right. It, maybe on CW, <laughs> things move differently. But, you know, your average TV show doesn't go yeah. past, like, five to seven-ish. Yeah. He didn't want to be one of those guys who's remembered as The Flash, and that's it. I get it. And I'm, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to be remembered as The Flash? But I get okay, it. Okay, yeah, but only remembered as The Flash. I, I know. I know. So, we actually have a fair amount of Krypton news. And it's really just a, an interview that director Colin McCarthy did with uh, Dave Kerr over at The Courier. Uh, Colin McCarthy has worked on, he's directed Peaky Blinders, The Girl with All the Gifts, Sherlock, and Doctor Who. Uh, I pulled out the, specifically the stuff about Krypton. Dave Kerr asks, speaking of world building, tell us more about the new origin story of Superman's home planet you're developing. Mm-hmm. How is the scope of that sinking in? Um, Calm McCarthy says it's really big. There's a lot of visual effects to think about, but it's quite a lot of fun when you're playing with a world that on the one hand is sort of familiar to people because everyone has a relationship with Superman, either with Man of Steel, the recent film that Goyer wrote, or with Donner's Superman films of the 70s and 80s, which are the ones that I grew up with. So they have an idea, and Krypton is very much a known name. But what Krypton is as a planet means very different things to different people. Our job with DC is to work with the representations in the comics first. They're presented in a really diverse array of ways, which is exciting because it means that creatively the world building was very much an open assignment. Uh, Dave Kerr asks, what sort of story do you want to tell? He says, we've been thinking about every aspect of Kryptonian life. How did these people meet? Or sorry, how did these people eat? What do they work as? How do they dress? What's the environment of the city? I can't say too much about it, but I think it will be a really exciting and unique journey for people. It's a really corny Hollywood thing, but I remember hearing somebody say, your job as a storyteller is to take people somewhere they've never been before and show them something they already know. I think there's an element of truth in that. People like to go and have an experience where they're investigating a surprising different world, yet the human experience resonates. I think that's at the heart of storytelling. Uh, Dave Kerr says, you've been scouting for locations and we've caught you in the middle of casting. What more can you tell us? He says, mostly we've got giant sets and then there's a lot of special effects work. The world will be created with photographic elements, but it's going to be a completely bespoke universe. Mind-alteringly different from anything people have seen before on television. It's a lot of fun. The pilot is double the budget of the film I just made for 40 minutes of TV. Mm-hmm. It's all just applying the same approach of what do you want to say? What's the world like? What do you make? The th- 
how do you make the thing feel real and also feel epic? Whether you're doing Peaky Blinders, The Girl with All the Gifts, or Krypton, it's all the same basic principle. This is the most interested I have been in this in in, in Krypton so far. I completely hearing agree. this guy talk. Like, I, I, it actually I, made me excited. I agree that that is that is a cliche that like new place show them something relatable kind of deal, but that's that's a really good starting point, frankly. Mm-hmm. And Peaky Blinders has really good reviews. I know that. Like yeah. I've seen oh, this no, work it's... on Sherlock and Doctor Who. Yeah. I know it's good. Yeah. I, I haven't actually watched it, but yeah, I hear wonderful things. Mm-hmm. So, um, over to animated slash games is what we're going to do here. Because <laughs> Batman the Animated Series, the Viewmaster VR experience is coming out. This thing is going to be $45. Um, it is not like the big Oculus Rift setup. It's going to be like $600. It's going to be first generation uh, Viewmaster VR. You'll be able to put your phone into it. It actually has like a headset that has like a big bat symbol on it. Nice. Looks pretty awesome. Um, it includes exclusive access to a virtual reality experience that takes you inside Batman the Animated Series. It lets you explore the Batcave, fly the Batwing, and go on missions to take down Two-Face, the Riddler, and the Joker. It Is has it- voice work voice work from Mark Camel, Kevin Conroy, and Tara Strong as Batgirl. Mm. Yeah. This might be a thing I have to get. It might be. I... I- I'm wondering if it's strange though that like the 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 Batman VR that that's uh, that's been pending. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I am actually kind of more excited about being able to to be like the animated Batman. <laughs> They're both Kevin Conroy. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like Conroy like, and Hamill are in both. <laughs> somehow CGI Batman, I'm. Like I'm, ex- I'm super excited about it. it. Looks like all the little clips look cool, and you know I love the story about mm-hmm. Jeff Johns just getting excited and running around. But getting to actually be the BTAS Batman might be, mm-hmm. it might be kind of a high watermark in my existence as a human. I'll make sure they put it on your tombstone, man. Yes, was Batman briefly during game. <laughs> Red ad that said, "Be the Batman." Right. Became the Batman. Responded with forty-five dollars. Became Batman. <laughs> um, that is just super exciting though it is i mm, you guys know that we love batman on this show man we just and especially the batman the animated series long time listeners anyway know that and now new listeners know that if they've made it this far <laughs> that's the spirit <laughs> hooray so uh yeah uh, i think i'm probably gonna buy this man anyway that's all the news I've got. Um, we don't have any new reviews this week, so I'll reiterate. Guys, if you give us a five-star written review on iTunes, because that really helps us out and gets us up there in the rankings, you do that, it takes a few minutes, you have a chance to win a free DC Trade Paperback DVD or a Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win. The winner will be randomly selected with a number generator on random.org, and it's going to be announced in one of our news episodes, of course, at the end, because we have to have you listen to the show. Um, it's pretty it's pretty simple, man. We, uh, we've we already done one of these giveaways. so And we're also we're still waiting to hear back from John Lynette. We still haven't heard from you guys, so come on. Yeah, get around anyway, that's, that's all on that. Um, you got anything else? No. No, I'm spent. <laughs> You're spent. Yep. DC up. Um, I'm going to uh, pop out and watch Gotham. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you so much for listening. You can find every episode 
at dconscreen.com. You can find a fair amount of our episodes on iTunes because they apparently just stopped showing up. I don't know. Um, After you can find us on Stitcher. So I think I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. You can, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Go subscribe so you'll just get these. You'll get our shows when we upload. We're gonna start putting out recaps and reviews for all the individual episodes as well. So mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of well, DC continue. on screen coming. Well, yeah, we. It's we did our that series last year. premiere in a way. <laughs> yeah. And we'll continue to do the weekly uh, news episodes as well. So go subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook, uh, sorry, uh, facebook.com forward slash DC on screen, twitter.com forward slash DC on screen. Um, follow us there. We have lots of fun conversations with lots of fun people and some not so fun. So yeah, that's the nature of it. Come join our riotous debauch. Join us and or mock us as you will. <laughs> We're a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com, and brand new, uh, we are a part of the Batman Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all Yeah. So, um, fun, fun, guys. Anyway, that's it. That's all I've got. Until next week, keep some DC on your screen. Nobody makes lemonade like Mike's. Introducing Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer the only hard lemonade seltzer made by lemonade experts. It's crisp, refreshing, full-flavor hard lemonade seltzer. 100 calories, 1 gram of sugar, and gluten-free. The 12-can variety pack includes four refreshing flavors, lemon, strawberry, mango, and pineapple. Nobody makes lemonade like Mike's. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.